Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivyandtracy.com and it's sextalk, S-E-X-T-O-K to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website, listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How are you this week? I'm good. Okay. You? I'm good. Thanks. I was really happy to get some fan mail about you in my website, which was awesome. Do you mind if I read it to you? Yes, please do. Okay. It says, hi, Tracy. Thanks to you. My sex life has been great from day one. Around 18 years ago, when I didn't have any experience in the bed department, I bought one of your books. It was very well written. And in it, I found answers to many of the things that I was not confident about. After finishing the theoretical part came practice. And guess what? Every partner that I have been with since is absolutely blown away ha, 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 with my performance and love for sex. Thank you for explaining sex to people the way you do. Best of luck. And I won't say her name in case it's confidential. But anyway, wow, how nice is that's that? That's absolutely lovely. That is fantastic. She must have got my one of my very first books because I think I wrote my first book about 20 years ago. I bet it was Hot Sex, but that was the first book that she had. That is amazing though. I do sometimes get letters like that. It makes you feel all worthwhile. And I was just saying to Zivi actually before we started that I did a podcast last night um, called Am I Doing This Right? Which is done by Corinne Fox and it's aimed at young girls. And I was saying to her, God, I get so frustrated sometimes with thinking that I'm not getting the message out there and I'm still talking about stuff that I used to talk about 30 years ago and she said oh you are you are oh <laughs> no very nice about it so so hopefully but it is frustrating that generations come up behind the generation that I was and you think yeah by the time I get to my age everyone will be really sorted about this and they're still talking about the same things so it's kind of it's I mean, kind of interesting I feel like sex is one of those things that doesn't ever get yeah. not talked about right <laughs> it's like no, but they, they were saying or oh, we were amazed when we found you on tiktok because we couldn't we didn't find this much information like no one else talks about sex as frankly as you do and i'm sure that there are loads of people out there but it's sort of interesting that they feel the same way i felt when i was young that there wasn't enough information out there yet there is but they're yeah. still feeling like this yeah i think people don't know where to go necessarily and yeah and i think it's such a private thing sex no matter what happens we'll still always just do it in private so it's always going to be shrouded in mystery and mm-hmm. stuff isn't it yeah it's interesting though good for your career though i mean yeah <laughs> it's never ending i'll be 95 doing this to me look at dr ruth <laughs> I mean, come on, she's Jeez, still going. Don't make me go on that long. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, and we'll get to our questions in two seconds. 
if I were to buy just one of your books, right? Or if somebody said, oh, you're doing the show with Tracy. Like if I bought one of her books, what's the best one to get? Like if I just want to read one book for, to know new stuff or whatever. Okay. Do you know what? Well, it's really hard to answer. Bless you. you. Is that I've written 17 books and there are only, this is over a period of 20 years, bear in mind. So the ones that are in print, well, two of them you can get on Kindle, which is Hot Sex and Hot Relationships, which were written a long, long time ago, but they're probably still current. You might have to close your eyes to a few less woke details in them, but they're still current and you could buy those on Kindle. And I think one of them you can buy in paperback. And my latest book you can buy, obviously, in every single format, which is Great Sex Starts at 50. But the rest of it aren't available. And one reason why is that a lot of the ones I did with DK, Dawn and Kindersley, and so they were picture books. They had loads of beautiful photography in them. And they didn't put, publish those as Kindle editions, as, you know, what do you call it? Not Kindle editions. Ebook? Yeah, you know, yeah, ebook editions because of the pictures, because everyone thought, oh, they'd want the pictures, but then they just never did. So my more recent books, which I would strongly recommend, which is Super Sex for Life and Sex to See, which are completely current and great information for everybody, you can't actually buy unless you want to go and get a second-hand edition. So mm. it's really annoying. That is annoying. Mm. So okay. I can't really answer that. All right. Well, <laughs> Good question, books, you know, the audiobook came out this week for my anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. And there's a whole section in there called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Sex. So you can oh, listen it? to that on Audible. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm going to get that then. I've ordered your book. Oh, thank you. If I had a code, I would give you a code, but I've asked and have not gotten any. So anyway. Okay. I didn't realize that I had a whole section on sex in it. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Lots of essays. There's a whole thing about women's orgasms and see how I said, I said that without blushing. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Three questions for today in a sex tip. Question number one, my long-term partner, my long-term partner wants me to talk dirty in bed, but I just can't bring myself to do it. I feel incredibly self-conscious and have no idea what to say. Can you give me some ideas and please don't make me sound like I'm in an awful porn video. You're looking embarrassed and nervous. <laughs> now, there are reasons, there are three reasons why people get nervous about talking dirty. The first one is they're worried that they'll laugh, which you will, because talking dirty is funny. And it's one of those things where you have to, in the moment, it can be incredibly erotic and a turn on, but the second you have had your orgasms all of a sudden it just sounds hilarious or totally totally perverted so choose your moment to do it in the other reason people get nervous is that they're scared that they'll laugh at you and this is the thing like in the beginning couples talk dirty with no problems at all because you're in that lusty stage but it's when you get long-term partners where you feel more like friends that it starts to feel really silly to talk dirty and you feel even more embarrassed so it's, it's completely normal to find it harder the longer you're with your with you, um, the person that you're with so that's the normal thing and the other reason why people get nervous is that they really don't know what to say and I'm going to give you tons and tons of examples none of which involve using swear words or slang or crude or vulgar or anything like that so there are so many ways that you can talk dirty. Crazy are you okay? about to start talking dirty to me? Is that what's <laughs> happening here? No, absolutely not. You okay. understand she's hiding behind her hands now. But I think the one point that needs to be made is you have to decide what's right for you because some people love screaming obscenities and using slang and swear words. And some people love them doing that to them. And it's all to do with, you know, what did Esther Perel say? She said, the things that turn us on at night are the things that we march against during the day. So often, you know, that's the turn on a talking daddy. It is politically incorrect. It isn't what you're meant to be doing to your partner. So, so there is 
all sorts of different kinds of talking dirty. And the thing is, you know, if you really don't like using slang words or vulgar words, you don't have to use them. But seriously, if your partner really, really would love you to do it, they are just words at the end of the day. So, if you, you know, I'm not saying you have to run out and use them during the day, but if it's just at night between the two of you, is it going to kill you? And if there are certain words that you find you just don't want to say, you can use substitutes like the word pussy. Pussy is the name you call your cat. So how can you not say that? Okay. So now what I'm going to say next, I know what you're going to say to me. I'm going to say, have a chat before you do it. And you're going to go, (laughs) can we please just let something be organic and spontaneous? Even if you don't want to have a chat, just have a think through before you start talking to anyone. You need to think about things like, you know, what sort of language are you going to use? Do, you know, will your partner react strongly to square words? What about emotionally charged words like slut? Like some women love being called a slut in the heat of the moment. Others would just get up, smack you across the face and walk out the door. You know, you have to think about things like that. When do you want to do it? Do you want to whisper, you know, into your ear in public, you know, where no one else can hear but you? Do you want it more as a fantasy role play? So it, it sort of keeps a running commentary all through the whole thing. Or do you just want a few choice sentences here and there? So Think about that sort of thing. Also, sometimes people love being talked dirty too, but don't really want to do it back. So you could make that clear and say, look, I'm fine for you to do it to me, but not necessarily to do it back. Now, hints on what to say. First of all, if you're shy, either just don't look at each other, close your eyes, remove eye contact and you remove embarrassment. So maybe you could blindfold one of you or something like that would take away the shyness element. So First thing to do, you could just describe what's happening to you. You could Wait, say So you like, think someone who's too shy to talk dirty is going to be like, let me just put on my, you know. <laughs> I contact. Let me, just, let me just blindfold myself here for a second so I feel a little bit. And then I'll be fine. I mean, it's okay, all right, whatever. Eye contact is what makes it embarrassing. If you remove eye contact, you take away most of the embarrassment. It really does work. It really does. If you try talking daily, looking straight into each other's eyes, you are more likely to laugh than if one of you has your eyes shut or blindfolded. Swear, I swear. So now I'm picturing two people both wearing those like, (laughs) you know, airline sleep masks on their face, (laughs) trying to find each other. (laughs) One of you wear it, one of you wear it. One of you, okay, great. Anyway, it is something to it. But there are other ways, I'm going to, uh, other hints I'm going to give in a minute for what to do if you're shy. But if you're not so shy, you can look each other in the eyes and just describe what's happening to you. So say something like, you know, you have your hands on my breast and that just feels wonderful. So describe what's going on to them or describe, you know, what you're about to do to them. You could say something like, I'm going to take you in my mouth and that makes me feel really powerful and in control. You could, to encourage them to do it, you just say things like, do you like that? What does it feel like? You know, would you like more? <laughs> I <did not>. okay. <laughs> okay. Do you think it's, this woman's listening to this and saying, hey, I told you not to make me sound like a B-grade porn film. But you do, there's no way around it. But notice I'm not using any rude words, nothing, no vulgarities. You can talk about things like where you're at arousal-wise. So you might say, God, I'm so close. You can give a blow-by-blow literal description of what's going on. You look so hot doing that, et cetera, et cetera. Or if none of this is appealing to you, you could find a really sexy bit in a book. And you know, probably Zibby, best of all, where all those gorgeous sexy bits are. There are some in like classic literature, like, you know, D.H. Lawrence, if you like Fifty Shades, there are some of those. So most of the, you know, most people have a book that they really think is a bit of a turn on. So you could just read out a scene. And also the other thing is, if you're doing dirty talks to your partner and you're thinking, well, God, they're not saying anything back or they don't seem, I don't know if they like it or not, 
sometimes people get really embarrassed to admit, hey, I really like being called a dirty slut sort of thing, <laughs> because then they're not going to come out and say that. <laughs> so read their body language. Like, is she breathing harder? Is he harder? You know, because they just might be too embarrassed to let you know that, in fact, it is really turning them on. If you honestly can't bring yourself to do it in real time, you could get around it by leaving a sexy voice memo you could write a sexy email you could it doesn't have to be spoken don't you talk you can write it you could write you know a note and put it in you know somewhere they can find it later on under their pillow maybe I was about to say before they go to work but no one leaves the house these days do they also one thing I keep forgetting to say is that there's been a lot of practical stuff in this answer and if you want a written version of the podcast there is a summary of the column in Medium, on the platform Medium, under Mums Don't Have Time to Write. There's a little sex tab and you'll find a summary of all the advice that we give on here every week, rather than have to scribble down notes furiously. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Um, okay. All right. Question two. I met a guy online and we're about to meet in person. I found it really easy chatting and flirting with him on Zoom, but in person, I'm not half as confident. I worry when he sees me, he'll be disappointed. I also gave the impression I'd be open to a lot more things sexually than I really am. What do I do now? Right. Well, first of all, take heart because many people do manage that leap from online into real life because in 2019... Straight couples in America, how about this, Sydney, were more likely to meet online than any other way, than through their personal contacts or anything. So it's always been you meet your partner through work or friends, right? But the first time, if you're a straight American couple, you will probably meet online. I found that amazing. Crazy. The other, the other good thing is a 2020 study showed that one in six marriages start online. That's quite a lot. That is right? quite a lot. I'm... People who meet online marry quicker. And more interestingly, they have a higher marital satisfaction. So I think people are more motivated if they go online, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was very interesting. That So have faith. Now, first dates are always a little bit anxiety-ridden, aren't they? But this, I can understand, feels even more so because you're already invested in the relationship. So of course you're going to feel nervous because you've got, you know, something to lose because you already like them. And you are quite right to feel, you know, say that in the flesh is different than online because you are absolutely right there because when you meet in the flesh, you are absolutely at something you have no control over and that is chemistry because that's when you find out whether you've got chemistry is when you meet in the flesh. Now, chemistry is... There are so many theories about what is chemistry, but one of the things which I think makes most sense is that we all have in our heads erotic blueprints or love maps. Do you know anything about love maps, Zippy? Have you heard of them before? So what they are, they're they're subconscious checklists from the moment of things you like and things you don't like and things you find attractive and things you don't. We're not conscious of having this little checklist in our head, but we have, we have one. And it starts building from when you're very, very young. It could be like a teacher that snapped you across the bottom who had blonde hair and you go, right, don't like blonde hair. Your brain goes, blonde people? No, don't like them. Then later on, you might have a boss who's got, you know, red hair. He was really super nice to you. So it's like red hair? Yep, tick, I like that. And this list gets added to with so much detail about it. It could be like mannerisms. It could be the way someone walks or talks or the way someone brushes their ear. Or, you know, you you end up with this incredibly complex list. Yes, I like tall people. No, I don't like no they've got to be short they've got to be you know all this list so when we meet somebody new that is a potential partner 
each person's brain just tries to work out where they fit on this checklist. So it's tick, 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 cross, 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 like trying to find this match. How, ma- how much of a match is this person with their subconscious checklist of the perfect person? And when you go, wow, you know, wow, we had such chemistry, it's usually because your love maps match. I mean, tick, you get lots of matches on there. So, and that's also how people explain love at first sight, because those matches aren't just, you know, physical. They are physical to begin with. But then later on, as the date's going on, you're looking at manners and you're looking at, you know, tone of voice, intelligence levels. So we have a very clear vision in our heads of the sort of person who we think will suit us. So the thing I'm telling you all that, reason I'm telling you all that for is that in a way, you have to kind of accept that and it's a little bit in the lap of the gods it's nothing you can do and it don't and don't take it personally you could walk across the road and walk the way his aunt betty who locked him in a cupboard walks and he will think god she's really attractive but there's something about her i'm not quite sure you have you don't have any control over that so you have to go on dates with a little bit of like yeah whatever i'm not going to take this personally what the good news is is that if we already like the person that we're about to meet which he, you have a, a relationship already, we will overlook things, we'll forgive things much more readily than we would if it was just a blind date that you didn't know anything about the person. So even if you walk across the road and you are walking like Aunt Betty, he might go, you know what, something feels a bit weird, but I'm prepared to overlook that. So you're ahead of the game, but you're still at the mercy of chemistry, if you know what I mean. Now, in terms of the sexually adventurous thing, I think that, I mean, I was going to say to you, wait until you go on the date because there might not even be a second date. So why would you be worrying about it now? And then it occurred to me that maybe you're worried he's going to expect you to fulfill all these expectations on the first date, depending on what age you are. Sometimes that would be expected. So I think, obviously, if you think that that's on the cards, you should say something beforehand. And and I think all you need to say is something like, look, I can't wait to meet you in, in person, but I'd like to get to know you properly before I take things anything for, you know, take anything further. Is that fine with you? Now, everybody knows what that means. It means we're not going to be having sex on the first date. So if you feel like there's this expectation, I think you should say something like that. But later on, I mean, you know, chances are he's not going to expect on the first date. But later on, when you do, there is a chance of a sexual relationship where you want there to be one. I think no decent person is going to get upset about you having made out, you say, self out to be more sexually adventurous because everyone did during lockdown on Zoom. Everybody did. It was like it was like role play fantasy. Half the time you didn't ever expect that you would meet them in person. So you'd say all sorts. It was just sexual banter. So I think that if you just say to him, look, you know, when you're ready, you know, look, I just want you to know all the stuff I said I might be up for. It's probably a little bit of an exaggeration. I was just sort of playing along with everything, you know, but that's not to say that when we know each other and trust each other and if we want to, we can have explorative sex. But, you know, I might have pretended I was a bit more out there than I really am. So meanwhile, I'm like sitting here doing author interviews and Zoom school with my kids (laughs) and everybody else on Zoom is like, you know, doing, you know, (laughs) I don't even know. Crazy. All this other stuff. stuff. (laughs) But they are, they are. So, So don't worry about that too much. To make the actual date go well, I think I'm all for choose a place where you feel comfortable. Like say, I mean, and this is what ha- often happens is that the guy might think, well, I really have to take her to a posh fancy restaurant. And if you don't feel comfortable in a posh fancy restaurant, then just say, look, I, hey, I'd rather meet you at my local. You know, same goes with clothes. Don't go out and buy some hot new dress unless you're really, really sure that you feel good in it. Because otherwise you spend the whole time thinking, God, does this look any good? Doesn't it look any good? Wear something you know flatters you that you feel comfortable in. If you're tongue tied and, you know, you said you communicate better online than you do in person you're going to be tongue-tied because you're sitting there in front of a person that you 
I'm normally in front of a screen with. So just say, look, I'm feeling a bit nervous. And I always think a really good thing is if you can't think of what to say, just think about what would you say to your best friend? Because people on dates always think I've got to be saying something really significant or deep or funny or ask them what their dreams are. If you were with your best friend at a restaurant, you would be saying things like, God, this menu's rubbish, isn't it? And look at those people over there. What is going on there? Or you'd be saying, isn't it hot? Isn't the service bad? Normal, everyday things. Just chat about the sort of stuff that you would chat to your best friend about. You know, like politics, whatever happened that day, funny thing that happened on the way there. It doesn't have to be deep and significant or meaningful. Just do that. I, I was, I that's now really we have thing. to go out to a meal or dinner or something so I can sit there and you can say, oh, this menu is rubbish and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> How much of all this are you going to remember? By the time that happens, we'll be about 80. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we will be. So I, I think good luck with it all, but I think you're probably worrying too much and I'm sure that it will go really well. And, and let us know. Yeah, I want to know whether it goes really well. I know. Nobody ever writes back to say like, oh, thanks. Or, you know, that was useful. Okay. All right. Third question. How much are we allowed, quote unquote, to have our own sexual life, sex secrets within a relationship? I'm not talking about having an affair, but is it okay to masturbate without telling our partner we've done it? I'm assuming that's a yes. It's okay. But what about confessing to watching porn when we masturbate or having a secret sex toy just for ourselves? What about discussing sex on social media? Where should you draw the line that it's your business and nothing to do with your partner? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I love this question, actually. I thought it was really good. I don't think there's a person alive who doesn't have a sex secret. I think we all have secrets from our partners. And, and a lot of them are completely innocent. And I think to, in, a, in, a, in most cases, they are completely healthy and very good for you. If your partner pops out to get some milk and you rush off and grab your vibrator and have an orgasm and then they walk back in and you've kind of got away with something, I think that is fantastic for you. It's what keeps our libidos buzzing along. You know, in long-term relationships, there is so little secrecy and mystery. And I think you need to create it. And I think anything that you do on your own that isn't harming anyone or hurting anyone is great. I don't think you have to confess all to your partner. I don't think they want to know everything. I think that most people keep their fantasies secret, especially if they involve other people. I think that, you know, lots of people know that their partner masturbates, but don't necessarily know when or how often or when they've just done it. And I think with sex toys, I mean, uh, my partner doesn't come home and go, hey, honey, I had a great day. Yeah, I got out my vibrator. And, you know, you just don't say things like that. It's not normal talk. And even porn. I mean, 
again, my husband knows I watch porn. I know he watches porn. We don't ever discuss what porn we watch unless it's something really funny or do you know what I mean? It's sort of, but I do think, so I think all of those things you can keep a secret, but I do think that if your partner asks you outright, do you ever watch porn or do you ever use a sex toy or do you ever masturbate? I think it would be kind of weird to say no and if you do, I don't know why you would say no if you do. I mean, but then again, if you are so embarrassed about it and you don't want to admit it, then I still think that's absolutely fine. What I would say, though, is if you say, no, I don't watch porn, and they go into your laptop and find out that you're watching it every day, I do think that could be an awkward conversation. <laughs> so if you are going to lie, make sure you clear your browsing history every single time. So I think general questions about, you know, do you do all those things? I think it would be good for the relationship if you admitted to it, but I don't think you really have to. But... When I was reading your question, I was like, no problem masturbation, no problem fantasy, no problem sex toy, social media, yes, problem. And the reason why is that it involves other people. Anytime you interact with somebody else, it does become something completely different. And this is why watching porn that's pre-recorded, no interaction, is completely different than watching live sex, than watching webcam sex, when it's sort of private, when they're doing something for you, or any type of communication, whether that's written, you know, or anything like that. I think it moves into a whole different realm. Don't you, Zibi? I think it's very different. I didn't even know those were options. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. But I think but with social media, I couldn't quite work out what she meant here. Does she mean flirting with people or does she mean gossiping about sex with her friends or does she mean... I don't know. I couldn't quite work it out. But I think even if you're gossiping with your friends... If it's under your name, it's still traceable back. Like if I said to my friends, okay, oh, I had sex on a sex swing and I do it every week, and I don't even say it's with my husband, they're going to know that, you know, so it sort of implicates my partner anyway. So I think if it's under your name and people know you and know your partner, that becomes something that you do need to tread carefully with. So I would generally say if it's on your own, it doesn't involve anyone else, it's fine to keep a secret, but if it involves other people, it's not fine. And even I think that goes with fetishes. I think if you've got some kind of, you know, mild fetish that or, you know, just a fetish that you are quite happy satisfying on your own, I don't think you necessarily have to tell your partner about it. They might be hurt if you did that, you didn't share them, you know, share it with them. But if you really want to keep that secret, I think that's kind of fine. The only time people do end up sharing fetishes is when they, you know, want it either, you know, satisfied with the other partner or need to take it outside the relationship. That's when they usually come up. But, you know, I can't see anything wrong in that even. But I'm just thinking I would probably feel a bit put out. I'd like my partner to tell me. But then would you like your partner to tell you? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know. I'm not sure how yeah. I feel about this. <laughs> it is. It's, this is why I love the question because I'm saying, in one hand, I'm saying, like, saying things I think are absolutely fine, which I've already said. But that's so it's such a fine line thing, isn't it? Right. So many things. It, it's, so I think you probably have to look at each individual thing separately. Certainly, masturbating, no problems. I get the feeling from this woman writing in that. It is more about, is it okay to masturbate, not tell my partner? Is it okay to use my sex toy? And so the answer to that, without dithering around anymore, is yes. Great. Okay, sex tip of the week. Okay. Now, the sex tip of the week is if you've got a recurring sex problem, stop doing more of the same. Now, what I mean by this is that, for instance, if you've got a problem with sex or anything in your relationship, women always try and solve it by talking. 
And if that doesn't solve it with one conversation, we come back with another angle to the conversation, but it's still talking. We'll try it in the morning when he opens his eyes. We'll try it before he goes to bed. We will always try to talk our way out of, out of it, right? Because that's how women get out of their problems. That's how women solve them. Men tend to solve problems with action. And this is where it all goes wrong, because then if you've got a problem, he'll try and solve it with an action with you. And that doesn't necessarily solve it for us. But we each keep doing the same. No one ever tries a different method. So, you know, it's like if you're always getting, you know, what you've always got, you've got to stop doing what you're yeah. always doing type of thing. So so stop doing more of the same. So if your sex problems are not solved by you talking, maybe try just taking some action or vice versa. Did that make sense? It makes sense. I like it. Good. Yeah. Isn't that like the definition of crazy is, is doing the same thing you always do and expecting a different result? Yes. That's what I was trying to think of. Something that's like that, right? <laughs> yeah, very much so. Very much so. But it applies in bed as well, to sex as well. Awesome. All right. Well, that was fun. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> Check out Tracy's website, by the way, tracycarks.com. Lots of great stuff. It's so, I love your website, by the way. It's like so well done and everything. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's awesome. And yeah, have a great week. And all of your books as well. Oh, thank you. Appreciate Especially it. Now when I was New audio book. Moms don't have time to, <laughs> yes, have, including moms don't have time that. to have sex. <laughs> wow. All right. How long did it take you to record it, by the way? Oh, forever. It took forever. Yeah. It was like, and I couldn't rush it because if I talked too quickly, like then I would have ruined it. So yeah, I don't know. It, it took a, a, a yeah, like two months on and off, but anyway, now it's done. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's only, it's less than six hours. It's less than six hours to listen to, but it took so much longer. I don't know how that makes sense, but anyway. It does make sense. All right. All next right. week. Bye, Bye Tracy. Have a great week. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.